Yes, welcome back. This is How Did I Get Here? This is the show where we're, of course, asking the question, how did you get here? Looking back at high school, uni, whatever else you did on the way to get to your career. We've got a very special guest today. Is one half of the electronic music duo Slumberjack. Fletcher Ellis joins me today. Let's have a chat to Fletcher. Fletcher, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. So you're born in Perth, but you actually do uh, spend some time growing up in Vietnam. How old were you when that all kind of happens? So I was in Vietnam from the age of, well, basically when I was six weeks old till four and a half. Uh, my parents had some business over there and um, I allegedly used to speak Vietnamese at a four and a half year old <laughs> level, uh, but I've unfortunately lost all that. Do you still kind of have a connection with Vietnam? Not so much, uh, you know, I haven't been there for over 10 years now. Um, I've only been back once since I lived there, uh, but um, I definitely love the food and uh, I've been very excited to, to get back um, and see, you know, maybe if the, if the Vietnamese magically is hidden somewhere in my brain, maybe it'll come back. Maybe, maybe it's locked away somewhere and you can unlock it. Yeah. Um, looking at a bit at your time in Perth, uh, so you moved back here, you attend, you know, high school here. What kind of student do you reckon you were? Um, I was very much uh, a conscientious academic type of student. Uh, I was very focused. Uh, I, I really wanted to do well in school and I, I prided myself on, on doing well in school. So I put a lot of time into my study. Um, and I, I actually, I mean, I enjoyed, I enjoyed especially the, the more science and maths type of subjects. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed learning, unlocking the kind of patterns and, and stuff uh, that you, you learn in those topics. So. I'm very much a focused, conscientious, uh, measured student. Actually, that's an interesting point. Do you think science and maths plays into kind of the creation of music, you know, beats and rhythms and stuff? Absolutely. I think a lot of people think of music as, uh, you know, more of a uh, a right brain type of uh, activity, and, and it is, but there is a lot of... Uh, there is a lot of uh, mathematics behind music, especially when you start looking at the, the harmonics of sound and how it actually operates and, and how things combine uh, beats, rhythms, measures. There's a, there's a lot of math behind it. And I think people with math inclined brains do tend to get involved in music. Mm. Uh, so I know academics were really important to you, but when does music start to play an important role? So music was always kind of a, a side um, interest of mine. I actually, throughout high school, was very interested in film. I wanted to become a, a, a film director or um, cinematographer. Um, I studied media studies in school and um, music was always kind of the side interest. Uh, but sort of as I came through university and just towards the end of school, I started finding myself more so you know, leaning towards making music, then leaning towards making film. Because I kind of realized that music is something that you can do just by yourself. Mm. Whereas I was sort of, once I was past being, you know, like a 15-year-old and making home movies, I sort of started to realize I needed to have a bit more of a team to be able to make a full-fledged product in film. But with music, it was something that I could just do myself um, from home on my, on my computer. What was like your first piece of music equipment or production equipment? Uh, I remember... Well, I was into DJing yeah. Um, first. That's kind of a common entry point for a lot of musicians. Um, so I had a, a bunch of different DJ equipment. But I think that the first serious uh, purchase I made was a pair of proper monitors, so speakers, to, to listen back to the sound. And I just remember 
bringing them home from the store, having them on my desk and just kind of comparing what I used to make music on versus these new ones that I'd bought and just realizing that there was so much more sound uh, there that wasn't coming through <laughs> on the older speakers. And that kind of unlocked something for me. And I was like, wow, this is now I feel like a pro. <laughs> All right. For the next part, we've got a new section here on the podcast. Just some rapid fire questions for you. So probably the first mm. thing that comes to your mind. Uh, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, cinematographer, film film director. Yeah. Favorite subject? In school? Yeah. Yeah. You say, this is all school. Yeah. Uh, chemistry. Chemistry. Uh, what about least favorite? English literature. English literature. <laughs> um, did you play any instruments at high school? I did. I played the snare drum in a marching band. Oh, snare drum. Uh, Favourite co-curricular activity? You might have just answered that there as well, but let's see. Uh, I enjoyed chess club. Yeah. Uh, What was the best school lunch? Uh, Chicken chili sub. Chicken chili sub. Nice. (laughs) Uh, Were you teacher's pet or troublemaker? Uh, Absolutely a teacher's pet. Teacher's pet. Unfortunately. (laughs) Uh, Did you have a, what was your hype song in high school? Oh, probably something by the Chili Peppers. Um, anything, pick a random song. I loved them all. Yeah. Uh, favorite movie in high school? Donnie Darko. Donnie still Darko. is. Nice. Still is. Yeah. Uh, and what was your first ever job? Is something we like to ask everyone. First ever job was as a tutor for. Um, you know, I came out of school and started teaching kids. Uh, Maths and chemistry and physics and all the subjects I'd done just a year earlier. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, all right. So looking at your first live performance ever, what what was it? How did that come about and how did it feel? Uh, my first live performance ever as Slumberjack. Um, I, I DJ'd a bunch, you know. I think my first ever DJ performance would have been my brother's 16th birthday party. <laughs> um but my first performance ever as Slumberjack was at a venue called The Bakery, which is now shut down. Uh, we made a little bit of music. People were talking about the music. They were interested in it because um, it was, I think, different to what was around at the time. And we got booked to open uh, a show for a, a popular artist at the time, Giraffage. And we played to about five people. Uh, and so playing in front of a small audience like that, was that a bit nerve-wracking? Yeah. Uh, well, it was just our mates really. So like no one had come to the venue yet. And, you know, I think we always kind of have this, this uh, rule that no matter how big or small the crowd, you know, we could be playing to 10,000 people. We could be playing to 10 people. We always put on the best show, you know, and pretend like it's a packed, packed venue. Mm. Uh, yeah. So looking at kind of those early days of Slumberjack now, uh, when do you, when do you meet your par- partner, Morgan? We both entered a DJ competition one year after the other. Uh, so I won in 2011 mm. and he won the competition in 2012. So I thought I'd better go and meet the competition, see who's taking my crown. Um, and we ended up just having a really similar outlook uh, on, you know, work ethic and, and music making. And we just really clicked and music started flowing really quickly. And it just became a duo from there. Mm. Uh, what are the early days of Slumberjack look like? You know, how do you first start working together and uh, how do you start to develop music together? So we, I was studying at university. We were both, we were both at university um, and we, it was kind of like a, like a co-curricular activity at the time. You know, I was, you know, by this point I was not going to be a film director anymore and I was studying chemical engineering and that was very much the path I was going to take. And he had a, 
Uh, he had a house just near uni. So yeah. after after classes, I'd go around to his place. He had a little studio set up and we'd just work on, work on tracks. And just slowly over time, um, it started to pick up a little bit more interest. We actually moved in together um, and lived together for like, ended up living together for four or five years. Um, but uh, it just, at you know, about 2015, we kind of realized that this was pretty serious and we had to make a decision between university or music. Um, and I took the gamble on music and seems to have paid off. Yeah, that was actually my kind of next question. So you're at uni doing that um, science degree at the same time mm. that you're really starting to develop as an artist. How, do you, how did you balance those two early on? What was the challenges of that? Um, yeah, I, do, I, I get asked this a fair bit. And I think, um, I think it was a very gradual process. So I was doing full-time uni, making music after class, you know, a couple of hours a week. Then eventually things started picking up. I switched down to part-time uni so I could really focus focus on the music. And I got to say, doing part-time uni and music at the same time, it was very difficult to focus on the <laughs> university. Yeah. My grades absolutely dropped. I sort of started touring. Uh, and the real, the real turning point was I, um, as part of my degree, I had to do a summer internship at a company and I got offered a, um, a three-month program. I think it was at Shell over the summer and... I had tours, I had shows on, I had shows booked. So I kind of had, that was where I had to make the decision. And, you know, am I going to turn down this, this job opportunity potentially uh, and then do the music or I'm going to, going to turn down the, the gigs. And I, I picked music and from there I thought, well, if I'm not going to do my back work, I'm not going to finish uni. So it's time to go full time on the, on the music. Um, so, yeah, is there a moment where you think, okay, I can be a full time a musician you know where it clicks where this looks like a career to me yeah it was it was basically when it was making enough money for me to be able to fully survive on it right yeah you know, i certainly didn't um you know chase chase the dream and just kind of throw everything in in the one bucket from the start and hope to make it um it was i had uni going on the side all the way up until i was able to sort of sustain myself off just music Hmm. Uh, so as you're kind of developing that career, you get the opportunity to work with a few big names uh, in the music industry, especially in the kind of electronic industry. Uh, I've got a list here, Alice in Wonderland, Shock One, Vera Blue, What's So Not, just to name a couple. Uh, how, first of all, who were you most excited to have the opportunity to work with? Oh, I mean, everyone's, everyone's such a, a, a different... Um, you know, I think Alice in Wonderland was was an amazing one very early on in our career. We met at Stereosonic. And um, I think we were very lucky that, you know, these a lot of these big artists kind of were interested by our music just because it was kind of weird, I guess. Um, so that I think that got us an audience with a lot of a lot of artists. Um, and and people paid a bit more attention to it. So that was that was very lucky. Um Alison was was great to work with, obviously Vera Blue. Um, is a is a great friend, and she's kind of you know exploded over the last few years and done incredible stuff. Yeah, every, everyone everyone's a different experience, and at the end of the day, you know they're all just great people, and we we love working with all of them, and happy to call all of them our friends as well. Hmm. well looking at kind of those collaborations generally, uh, how important is collaboration when it comes to music? Do you think? I think it's huge. I mean, Morgan and myself are always collaborating. Just just between ourselves within Slumberjack. So uh, to bring a third party in, you know, maybe you would say it's not necessary. It's already a collaboration, but it brings some fresh life, yeah. some fresh ideas, new techniques, um, new outlooks, and 
really creates interesting combinations. I mean, my whole view is that music is just about combining already existing things in interesting ways. So the more interesting ways you can do that, the, the better. Yeah, so recently, well, not recently, over your whole career, you've been recognised, you know, with an Air Award nomination, you've won a WA Music Award, you know, Triple J Unearthed Award is in there, National Live Music Award nomination. What does recognition feel like? Is is awards important to you or is it more about the fans? I mean, the awards are, are nice. They're, they're an official stamp, I suppose. Mm. But to me... Um, we, you know, we always just want to make sure that we're doing the best show possible for our fans and making sure that everyone, making sure that we're making the best music that we can. You know, if I, if I don't think I made the best song I can, I could win a million awards and it wouldn't mean anything because I know that I didn't do the best job that I could. Mm. Uh, so it's about 10 years since you met Morgan and formed Slumberjack. Uh, that's, a, that's a fair whack of time. Is there any reflections or tips you might have for aspiring musos? Ooh, I mean, it's a very different landscape now than it was 10 years ago. You've got, you've got Spotify. We, we came up in the era of SoundCloud, which mm, is an online yeah. platform for, for music, and it was very grassroots feeling. You could kind of post a song up on there and people would be able to find it. And now it's, it's a lot busier. Um, but my, my advice is always and has always been join local communities, music communities. So that's how we came up. We, we started with a a local West Australian music label, um, collaborated with West Australian artists, and then from there started to gain that national recognition and then international recognition. Um, just working with communities at, at the scale that your career is at. Mm. You mentioned there that, you know, the music industry has changed over the past decade. Do you think mm. what challenges are musicians facing these days, especially young up-and-coming musicians? I mean, with with the globalization of the music scene, you're suddenly fighting, well, not fighting, but you're up against a much bigger pool of artists. Uh, when it was, you know, Spotify gives you access to every, literally every single song in the world. So you've got to perform against those records uh, and you got to, your music has to stand up against those records as opposed to you know, back in the day, it was kind of more of a locally, local community type of feel. And also with, with the ease of access to software and, and music production tools, there are a lot more people making electronic music now oh, and a lot more people making music in general because you can go to the store and buy a microphone and buy the software for relatively uh, cheap. So uh, there's just a lot more people doing it. So it's a lot more competition. Hmm. Keeps well, us on our toes as well. <laughs> I won't keep you for too much longer, just a few more questions. But, um, you know, you, we did mention you've been coming, going around for about a decade now. You've had a few big projects. Do you have a, a favourite one or one that was most important to you? I think our recent album is probably the, the most important. It was the biggest project we did. It was 12 tracks and, and you know, quite a significant campaign around it. Um, and I think for any artist, their debut, debut album is, is going to be an important moment because it just has that special feeling around around an album holding the vinyl i don't even own a record player but i still have have my own vinyl <laughs> it's just nice to have that physical physical yeah. reminder uh, i think also the the one of the previous projects the sarawak ep where we went and visited morgan's hometown in malaysia um, and recorded sounds there and and took trips out into the into the surrounding areas to kind of explore where, where he came from and for me to learn about where he came from and build some music around that was also really um, really exciting and enjoyable. Mm. Um, we'll ask you our final couple questions now, but before we do, what's next for Slumberjack? 
Well, we're actually working on a ton of new music. Uh, this, this next project we have coming out is kind of getting back to the dance roots, uh, focused fully just on heavy dance music for the, for the club uh, or for, for the festival, not really sing-alongs or anything like that, mm. uh, which we're excited about because it's where we came from. Um, it's really invigorating to be working on, on this type of music, but using that knowledge that we now have um, to, to make it extra exciting. Uh, but of course, we've also got um, a bunch of really, really nice um, s- tracks with, with some cool vocalists um, from around Australia and internationally as well, um, which we're also really excited about. So that will be the, the project after that. Mm. All right. Now just time for a couple of reflections. Uh, any changes you might have made along the way? Oh, honestly, I don't think so. Everything that we've done so far is, has got us to where we are now. Um, there are some things that I wish we hadn't done, but who knows? Maybe if we hadn't done them, we wouldn't be where we are now. Yeah, yeah very good point. Uh, final question here. If 15-year-old Fletcher was sitting right in front of you, what advice would you give him? Uh, well, I would say uh, you're, doing, you're doing good. Just keep, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Don't stress too much about chemical engineering studies. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. Uh, that just about wraps us up for the t- for today. This has been How Did I Get Here with Fletcherellas of Slumberjack. You can find us student underscore edge on Instagram, student edge on TikTok. Search us up student edge on YouTube or How Did I Get Here and head to studentedge.org for all our articles, podcasts, deals, competition, career tips, education advice, and much, much more. Fletcher, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.